When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Stu Baca, and I'm a Gen X grown-up, and I support Gen X grown-up on Patreon, and you should too at patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners, to this backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I'm John. Joining me, as always, is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? You know that Mo is here with us. Hey, everybody. The backtrack edition is, as you probably know, the episode where we take a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. Well, 40 years ago, pop music was still finding its voice in a post-disco environment. In this episode, we'll remember the top hits of 1982 as determined by the Billboard Music Charts. Man, this list is fun. I can't wait to get into it. But before we do, it is time for some fourth listener email. Fourth listener this time around is our longtime fan and supporter, Miss So. Oh, hey, Miss hey, So. Hey. Yeah, she hit us up on Discord shortly after our Playgrounds backtrack. Oh, you guys yeah. remember that one fondly, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure? Oh, yeah. Here's what Miss So had to say. She said, we lived within walking distance of my old elementary school playground, which had everything. So even up until high school, sometimes we would walk over to the old playground to use the swings, etc., just for old time's sake. <laughs> yeah. Back then, it wasn't fenced in, so we could still use it anytime. Mm-hmm. Yep. Before there was that paranoia of, you yeah. know, we got to wall things off and you can't get to the playground. That's a pretty common trend that I think yeah, used to just be wide open and everybody could use it. All the no Karens more. out there saying, you get your skateboards out of this playground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a very good Karen impression. I like that. I, know, I, I like that. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought Karen sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Miss So goes on to say, growing up in Georgia, we had these scalding hot metal slides too. The last episode, someone was talking about the scalding yeah, slides yep. in Georgia. Yep. Uh, I don't think my brother and I ever experienced any serious injuries, but we banged ourselves up quite a bit here and there yeah it also had a large tire swing that i loved so i could spend hours on the various types of swings <laughs> cool yep. the last time i visited was over 10 years ago as far as an old high school friend and i was sad to see it was all fenced up with a chain link fence now mm-hmm. yeah that's that trend yeah it's george's karen you jumped yep. right in right <laughs> she says i still love swing sets they have them at regular parks here and there so sometimes i'll still use one as long as they're empty and no one else is around just for the fun of it miss so <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah. The Playgrounds episode got a lot of people talking and remembering yeah. their playgrounds and their the monkey bars and the, the rockets and the sandboxes that are so unhygienic, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> now you get tetanus from any one of them at any moment. You sure. Know? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> right. You're okay with that. You know? No, I was always happy that we do these episodes and we conjure all these memories for people. That always makes me happy. Mm-hmm. When- That's what happens when we get those fourth listener emails. Hey, thank you, Miss So, for responding uh, to that episode. If you're like your email featured here on the show, 
Of course, you can hit us up in Discord or at email podcast at genxgrownup.com. We'll read every single one and most of them, like Miss So's, eventually make it to the show. All right, it's time to set the dial on our radio back 40 years. Check out the Billboard Top 100. <laughs> Stick around. It's coming up right after this quick break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show too. It helps more than you know. You are about to experience a car that almost seems bigger inside than it does outside. The 1982 Lynx from Lincoln Mercury. A car built so well, it can offer a two-year free scheduled maintenance plan and a two-year free warranty. So for two years, virtually all you pay for is gas. Lynx. It takes a car built this well to make you an offer this good. It's time to reminisce about the Billboard hits of 1982. Some of the greatest songs that show up on like Spotify playlists and stuff mm. are actually on this list that came out of 1982. Uh, as usual, George is our statistician who is getting together you know, lists for us and getting stuff together. So uh, before we get started in our list and talking about these hits, would you run down how you picked these top hits off the Billboard Hot 100? Absolutely. So first of all, they had to be number one hits. No number two, mm. no number three, none of that <laughs> stuff. Because if I did that, we would be talking about this list for six hours. There's no okay. way to do a list about songs that came out in 1982 and do it in under an hour unless you go with just number ones. Okay. Number two had to be on Wikipedia so I could find it <laughs> and build the spreadsheet <laughs> okay. from there. Uh, yeah. Number three, each song that makes our list had to be number one for at least a minimum of two weeks. Oh, there are wow. several songs that were number one for one week and those were great songs, but again, Again, we needed to be a little bit judicious with our time, so we needed to make sure that we had something that would limit the field slightly. Mm -hmm. Now, after that, there is no really other order because there are several songs, as you guys will see, that were number one for two weeks in a row, then several that were number one for three weeks in a row, and four. And there's mm -hmm. no way to really choose between a number three and a number three week in a row song oh, as yeah. to which right. one should be higher on the list. So I just went from two weeks all the way down to the longest one, which in this list actually were, we had a couple of songs at seven weeks at number Whew. one wow. on the hot 100 wow. chart. If there were more than one of those that chewed up the majority of the year. These had to be big mm -hmm. bangers. Right? Yeah. So we're going to build our way up to those. Okay. Nice. All right. Well, thanks for getting that set up for us. So why don't we jump in get the ball rolling? So this is a track I remember fondly and still listen to today. <laughs> This was on the Hot 100 for two weeks in 1982. It's the Steve Miller Band with Abra Kadabra. With some of our previous lists, we've talked about songs that weren't supposed to be, but ended up being pretty creepy. But <laughs> Abracadabra, <laughs> he wants to reach out and grab you constantly. <laughs> yeah. 
This is a catchy little thing. I remember having the 45 of this album from the Steve Miller, or from the song, from the Steve right. Miller band. And as I remember, like, it wasn't even like a like a magician thing. I think it was like a big eye on it. It was like he was watching me or something. Yeah. But it's a great and fun song to listen to, despite how creepy it might kind of sound <laughs> if you listen to it. Is this the one that had the video on MTV where it was like the people wearing the Eyes Wide Shut masks or something like that? I, it, it was much, I Maybe. know it was 1982. It's the one that I don't remember the video for. I remember mm, a okay. ball spinning on an umbrella. Wow. And a woman grabbing it. At the okay, end. I remember oh, yeah, that. I okay. Yeah. <laughs> See? Because <laughs> they did it like backwards and forwards. Like they doubled, like they got double use oh, yeah. of all the videos by playing in both directions. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I wasn't ever a huge Steve Miller band fan, but Abracadabra is one that I will go back and mm-hmm. listen to again and mm-hmm. again. You know, I think I was, we were talking before this show that I said, this playlist for this show, there's only one or two that I would skip next on this is not one of them you know this, this is one that yeah. i'll listen to all the way through because it's so catchy and easy to sing along with and just just a fun track and so it earned its number one spot i'm happy that it was uh, it got its prominence there and on our yeah, yeah for sure yeah well why don't you move us along to the next one yeah the next one now this is a band that's had so many hits in the 80s uh chicago right everyone knows chicago oh yeah, oh, yeah. big oh man but this had to be probably when it well you know back in the day you know slow jam you know the slow dance song hard to say i'm sorry mm. <laughs> It's hard for me to say I'm sorry Which was also two weeks on the list. I mean, come on. Did you go to a dance that this wasn't playing at some point? Nope. No, but this was associated with a movie, wasn't it? I see. I don't know why. I, no. I don't know. I don't know why. I keep thinking this was part of a movie. No, you're thinking of Karate Kid 2. He, Peter Cetera had a song with that movie. Yeah. Maybe, it, maybe it's just used so much in movies for like the 80s stuff, you know, that I just associate with it. But yeah, this was like definitely that slow jam song. When I hear Hard to Say I'm Sorry, I picture one of two things. I either picture it is time for couple skate at the roller rink. <laughs> Or somebody just broke up at the prom. I hear those things. In my mind, that's what I see. Yeah. Because this was, yeah, it was mean, kind of a it was a rocky relationship breakup on again, off again song is what this yeah, is Yeah, this about. was the one that I probably had like three middle school relationship breakups to yep. at that time. <laughs> yeah. Because this was back in the day when you could call into your local radio station we yeah, talked about on another podcast and request the song. Yeah. Oh. And so lovers need a little this time This was the one away. I think I requested it like three different times during that. <laughs> year because there was some girl at middle school that I had screwed something up. Dedicated yeah. to three separate young ladies. Oh, God. <laughs> the DJ's like, oh, someone broke up. And it okay. wasn't a big enough school either to get away with it. Like, I've said in the past, it was a small little private school, so there was only like a hundred kids in the whole school, so mm-hmm. everybody knew that I played it for the girl like three months ago, and then three months later, oh, it's terrible. Stupid, <laughs> stupid, stupid. This goes out from George to Betsy. He's so sorry. <laughs> and then Alice, and then... <laughs> and then Alice, and once again, for Wendy. <laughs> now we're back to Betsy again. George has hard to say I'm sorry on speed dial. <laughs> oh, man. So how about you, George? What's the next one on the list? Yeah, okay. So the next one on the list is by one of the quintessential bands from the 1980s, mm-hmm. Daryl Hall and John Oates, making oh, up man. Hall and Oates, oh, respectively. Yeah. And this was a song that also lasted for two weeks in its number one spot, Man Eater. Mm. Oh, 
this song. I, saw, I remember the video. I remember it's the video. so much about it. Yep. If you don't immediately see the video when you hear this yeah. song, you were not conscious in 1982. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. There's a big Black Panther yeah. roaming around, right? Because remember, this is like early video day, music video days, but a lot of them weren't very good. <laughs> so, well, and, mm-hmm. and Daryl Hall and John Oates, you know, they were wearing their Miami Vice puffy shoulder yep. get-ups, right? <laughs> oh, man. And their Jerry Curl oh. hairstyles. And uh, Daryl Hall, especially, like he had Jerry Curl on top with like mullet in the back. It yeah. was the craziest hairstyle ever. He had ever. like the, the, the junior version of Flock of Seagulls going on. Yeah. He had that big, yeah, yeah, he did. (laughs) And it was literally the parts on them were just them playing their instruments and lip syncing Mm -hmm. to the song. The rest Mm -hmm. of the video is that damn panther and that woman and the panther (laughs) switching into the woman and was walking up and down the hallway. Okay. And it it felt like it came out of like a really cheesy B-side of Blade Runner or something. It was just (laughs) all the glow like stuff (laughs) that they drew around the cells. Oh, it was terrible. It was awful. But I love this song. Exactly. (laughs) For no real reason, I always associated this with the movie Cat People just because yes. it had the cat running around. Right. It had no association no whatsoever. Yeah. Right. And the song is like she's a man-eater, meaning like George, he just met ladies and tossed them out. And this is a lady that <laughs> met fellas and tossed them Hold out. On. I got to clarify that. I didn't yes. toss anybody. They tossed me out. First of all. Oh, okay. They were the man-eaters. Right. <laughs> but it was it was definitely over-the-top kind of thing. Like you know, she just likes a predator that was absolutely tearing up guys in relationships and leaving them in the dust. So. Man, yeah. it was it was and hollowed out. Schlock on film with a great song. That's what it was. Yeah, absolutely. it is a great song though. It is a great song. Another one that man, you hear it. I'm not going to skip this one. It's playing no, all no, the way. It's through. not yeah. deep. It's not going to oh, no, give you any philosophical mm-hmm. insight nope, to your nope, life nope, or anything. Nope, but damn nope. it, if it's not a fun song. To listen <laughs> yeah, to. Absolutely. <laughs> By contrast, this one is not played during couple skate. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. What's new in New York? Diet Coke. And you're going to drink it just for the taste of it. Introducing Diet Coke. You're going to drink it just for the taste of it. Living good with Diet Coke. This is the one from Coca-Cola. We're going to taste with just one calorie. Just for the taste of it. Just for the taste of it. 
let's just jump right into this. So the next one on our list, oh, again, and I have to point out that almost, I don't think we have any one hit wonders on here. I'm not sure, but let me know if we do. This one is Lionel Richie, Truly, is on the board for two weeks. Another great slow oh, jam. So heartfelt. <laughs> I know. Oh, so so spiritual. Oh, man. Well, it's Lionel Richie, first of all. Yeah. There, is there a song of his that's not that? No. No, but this one particularly is. I mean, even <laughs> Dancing on the Ceiling was yeah. damn near close to yeah, this type true. of song. <laughs> but actually, I got to see him play this live. Oh, wow. Because a friend of mine in high school, because I was in high school, I got to see a showing of Saturday Night Live. He was the musical guest. Oh, the best way to see him perform oh, that song. Oh, no. Yep. Really? And Nick Nolte was supposed to be the host, but he got sick. So Eddie Murphy hosted instead, even though he was oh, on the Jesus cast. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because they were doing 48 hours? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The... Oh. Mm. I still remember, like, they had this scene because they set up the stage. They bring his piano out. He's sitting there. And they had a camera that was literally right over his head so they could see his keyboard and, his, and mm-hmm. playing piano. Yep. And nice. Eddie Murphy comes out. He's like, what if that shit falls in his head and kills him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone laughs. But then you see that slowly pull back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because those cameras back then, they weren't like the ones they are now. They no, 7, it wasn't pounds. a GoPro. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me tell you the one thing. Seeing him play it live, it sounded just as good as Ray. I mean, he just mm. sounded amazing. He's absolutely one of the best performers from the 70s and 80s ever. And all of these artists we're talking about, this is when you had to have actual musical talent. You had to play an instrument. <laughs> there was no auto-tune. This is one of those artists that was pure talent. Oh, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. This is a good one. And now he's on American Idol. Yeah. Well, that's right. <laughs> like, like yeah. Said, it was 40 years ago. <laughs> right? <laughs> Judging people that have no talent. <laughs> it's all come full circle. <laughs> all right, we're moving to the next one then. So, oh, when this one comes on, in fact, if we just get a preview of it in between segments. And as soon as it came on, my head was bobbing. This was three weeks of the Billboard Hot 100. The Human League with Don't You Want Me. Don't. Is there an 80s hit list that this song is not on? <laughs> this, I, it, well, it should be on every single one. <laughs> the thing that gets me about this song is, I don't know if this kicked off the movement. It probably didn't. But goddamn, if it doesn't embody the synthesizer movement. Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. Yep. Yep. The whole song. riff that's right along right at the beginning. It runs all through it. Uh, the lyrics for this song, too, this is like this great argument song where mm-hmm. the guy is saying, look at all the things I've done for you. I, I got you where you are, and I found you you know, working as a waitress. and You're worthless without me. Right, yeah. you'd be nobody without me. And then like the next one is, is from the point of view of the woman is like, okay, we <laughs> met at the bar. That's true, but I didn't need your ass. It's a, yeah. it's a great call and response, it right? Is. It, it is. is. It's, it's awesome. It's just the whole song is a, oh, no, you didn't kind of song. In <laughs> the Human League, they were from England. England, so they had that English accent in the song, which made it seem more intelligent to those of us who were around <laughs> in the 80s. Because right. British accents do sound more intelligent. That's right. right. <laughs> they do, automatically. A British accent has two things. Number one, they're going to be the evil bad guy in the movie. Yes, Number two, always. they're going to be more intelligent than everybody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it even wraps up with, doesn't he say, like, uh, don't you want me? Change your mind or you'll be sorry. And like, right. that's the last line of the song before the chorus is like, you pompous British prick. Are you kidding me? <laughs> 
<laughs> but you know that doesn't oh. diminish the song. You know, sometimes no. you listen to it just for the beat and the, the, the how it goes, and sometimes you hear that the, the lyrics to it, and you're like, "What a jerk!" But what a mm. good song by the Human League. Yes. Oh man, don't you want me? Good stuff, George. What's the next one on the list? Yeah, so the next one on the list is one that is greatly associated with a movie that my mother and I loved to watch: the mm. Officer and a Gentleman film. Oh, this is from Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warren. Spent three weeks at the number one spot on the Hot 100 chart of where we belong. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. The lift is up where we belong. Where the eagles cry on the mountain high. Okay, so for my money, there may be no better growl in the music industry in the 80s than Joe Cocker. Oh, absolutely not. He mm. just had that guttural thing. Oh, yeah. You know, yep. he came out of Woodstock with the huge hit that was a reprisal of an older song. And then he kind of disappeared slightly from the pop mm. charts. And this was kind of a comeback song, which kind of triggered a wave of duets by people who were famous in the 60s or 70s that ended up with duets in films of the 80s. And so those films would propel these songs to stardom Mm -hmm. and bring these people back to their careers. Jennifer Warren, she ended up doing another one with one of the Everly Brothers on um, Dirty Dancing, Time of My Life. Ah, That's right. right? Yeah, this did kind of kick that off. This one, the ones in this era, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. This is another one I, I know. I mean, I will Fess up to this one, George. You called in the radio station, wanted to ask when the breakup was. This song is one of those you dedicated to somebody. Yeah. You yeah. would call yeah. in and go, love, lift us up where we belong. You know, it's, <laughs> I just got punched for me and this girl I want to dance. And I, would you like to dance or play in Joe Cocker? <laughs> I guess that's better than dedicating Don't You Want Me. That would be bad. No, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it had several different meanings because it was so closely associated with the film. If you remember right, uh, Richard Gere and uh, some of the other people were in this. They were naval aviators or trying to become mm-hmm. naval aviators. Right. Yep. So up where we belong talking about the flying of the planes his buddy commits suicide in the movie tragically he meets the girl because all the girls are trying to marry naval aviators because that's the thing to do to get them out of that crappy town oh yeah it's a chivalrous kind of love too it's like Mm -hmm. it's very pure and honest love right it's not like this greedy like i just want to take you out and date you right it's like this oh i have a suit on and i'm gonna come and save you kind of thing oh it was a it was a heart string tugger absolutely it's funny george you brought up how you know you and your mom love this you know, watch the Officer mm-hmm. and Gentleman. My mom also liked to see it, and I saw it for the first time with her in a the theater. But I have to tell you, there was a scene there was probably the most uncomfortable I have ever been in my life was sitting next to my mom and watching Richard Gere. <laughs> I was sitting I'm like, just stare straight ahead. Just make no movements, so make no women expression. of a certain age in the 80s certainly had feelings about Richard Gere. I'll say that much. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes. <laughs> time goes by. No time to cry Lies to an eye Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, 
and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. Maggie, thanks for the house call. The wedding's in a couple of hours. You should have these hands and nose. <laughs> Dishwashing, what'll I try? Everything. And use palm olive liquid. You're soaking in it. Dishwashing liquid? There's <laughs> palm olive. It softens hands while you do dishes. Mild? Makes heaps of thick, long-lasting suds, too. And palm olive softens hands while you do the dishes. <laughs> Maggie, I love palm olive, and the wedding was beautiful. I cried. Well, you didn't lose a daughter. You gained a palm olive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep going since I went with the last song in the last Mm -hmm. segment. I'm going to start this segment off with one of my favorite singers from the 1980s. I'm not talking about Mr. Mellencamp. I'm talking about John fucking Cougar. (laughs) I don't care what he changed his name to later on. Could have been a Prince symbol for all I give a shit. But when he was John Cougar, he was cool. For four weeks, he had a song at the number one spot in 1982, Jack and Diane. Oh, wow. Little ditty about Jack and Diane. American kids growing up in the heartland. Jackie gonna be a football star. Diane's debutante backseat of Jackie's car. This song has a special place in my heart because while this song was playing on the radio, I was dating a girl named Diane. Were you really? I wanted to change my name to Jack so fucking bad I couldn't stand it. Oh my God. (laughs) We love this song. This was a makeout song, believe it or not, for us. I mean, Mm. everything about this song was awesome. It tells a story. A story song. Exactly. Very much story, yeah. It tells you through the progression of their life. Unlike some of the other songs we found on the list, which are just, you know, like, She's a man eater. No, there's no story yeah. in man eater. But right. Jack and Diane tells a great story. And that's what John Cougar was best at. Some yeah. of his best songs mm-hmm. are all about telling a story about a group of people, a time, or a place. And yeah. he nailed it with this. I think it was his first number one hit, if oh, I was not mistaken. Okay. I think so. I'm not sure. Wow. He doesn't even hide it, right? I mean, the first lyrics are, let me tell you a little story about Jack and Diane. <laughs> like, here we go. We're about to get into it, right? <laughs> and and how, like how they met. There's like this imagery in it. Don't they like eating chili dogs or something at the Dairy Queen? No, or behind the Tasty Freeze. Tasty yes. Freeze. The Tasty Freeze, right? It's the vivid imagery. The poetry in it is great. And you're like, I can see that. Like, yeah, I hung out with my friends and I met a girl, at the, you know, down at the, you know, the Dairy Queen or somewhere, right? And the story, like you said, is great. Like you see them sitting on the back of an old beat-up 70s muscle car, of course. right? Yeah, yep. And there's like a field behind them and it's summertime and it's probably golden hour like as the sun sets or something. Love, love, love this song. And I really liked how it like it has that the strummy guitar, you know, strong guitar. Then it goes like mm-hmm. to the acoustic, just like acoustic where you're telling the story part and it goes back right. and forth. And right, too. it drops down. The beat drops out and it's just yeah. kind of like, yeah, he's just, just strumming along and mm-hmm. telling the story and oh, and it's, it's a little bit heartbreaking too, but it's it's like, oh, and life goes on, you know, things happen and the thrill is gone. And like, oh, that's, it's real. It's fun and uplifting <laughs> and it's kind of melancholy and sad. And then, but the song is so much fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mo, why don't you give us the next song on the list? Oh, absolutely. This next song is probably one of the more pop of the pop songs that we have on here, I would say. <laughs> but this is Olivia Newton-John with Physical that was on the charts for four weeks. Mm. Okay, 
guys. All I keep seeing in this one is the video. Uh, that's all I can flash <laughs> through my head. That's understandable. Exercise. I, I don't know. You know, it was a, a horrible video. I mean, honestly, it was a horrible video. I love looking at her. Like the the lighting was so harsh and white. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It was just it was oh. just the lighting was bad. Everything was refresh awful. my memory. This is the one where Olivia Newton-John is doing the jazzercise yes, stuff. Exactly. The jazzercise. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. But but then is a bunch of like out of shape guys behind her dancing yeah. with her, right? <laughs> well, yeah. You can't have anybody that looks better than the star. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, there were no danger there. Like these guys look so <laughs> out of place dancing with Olivia Newton-John. Didn't this make? I want to say this made one of her other musical lists that we picked. Whether it was a top it something, did. yeah, nineteen eighty one. It was on that list as well because really? it was a crossover oh, song. Oh. And oddly oh. enough, because of how long this song stayed on the charts between the two years, in nineteen eighty two, this song was listed on Hot One Hundred's number one list of all the songs of the year. Oh wow! So mm. it not only had its number one spot for four weeks, mm -hmm. it also was on their end of the year Hot One Hundred list, and it was number oh. one. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I remember at the time we talked about the innuendo of this mm -hmm. song and how yeah. it's it's so thinly veiled to be <laughs> yes. about sex. Yes. <laughs> so something about getting horizontal and no, it's not a workout song. <laughs> it's not just thinly veiled. The veil has a bunch of fucking holes. In it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> it's threadbare. It's <laughs> Mo. It is a workout song. I assure you. It's just not about jazzercise. <laughs> Depends on how old you are. It's more of a workout, I suppose. Yeah. yeah you you're absolutely right. Yeah, for us, it is a workout song. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the one thing that surprised me about this song is pop as it was, Mo. Mm -hmm. I don't think there was ever a Weird Al parody of this song. And there absolutely oh, should have been. I think it's a missed opportunity. Because <laughs> could you see It's kind of already a parody. In his, I, well, it is. It's almost a parody in it. Yeah. But could yeah, you see true, what he true. would do with that video? Oh, yeah. Holy video. Oh, my God. Yep. Oh. yep. Yeah, White. I wonder, maybe he didn't get permission. He could bring back all the guys he used in the fat video and they could be dancing with him. It'd be great. Right, exactly. <laughs> maybe Olivia Newton John had too much artistic integrity to allow him to sully her song, yeah, Julio style. I don't think so. No, I saw the video. <laughs> no, that's true. Oh, man, that was great. So, okay, John, how, so how are we going to end this segment? Yeah, so we are bumping it up. So, this is one that was on the Hot 100 for six weeks oh, wow. now, mm. right? So, more than a month. Another, you're talking about, you know, No One Hit Wonders, the Jay Giles Band. And this is a song that I absolutely love for so many reasons that we'll talk about in a second, but it was centerfold. <laughs> To do the nanas. Yeah, na what instrument is that that he's playing? Along with the nanas? Yeah. I don't know. Synthesizer, something? Maybe. Yeah. 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 You got to do the na na nas along yeah. with centerfold. I think it's. I think it's. <laughs> it's. You're obligated by law if you're from. Are the we 80s. in the segment yet, or are we just talking during? The oh, we're in it. No, we're, we're in oh, the segment. <laughs> you don't even know. Yeah. So, first, the song is great. We're gonna get to that in a second. This sticks in my mind for many, many reasons. The first time I got to junior high school band, the first piece of music that we played with these guys who were older than me coming out of an elementary school was this sheet music for Centerfold by the Jay Giles <laughs> Band. This arrangement. And I thought, ooh, how salacious for a song to play in school. <laughs> how tawdry. 
Oh my goodness. I thought only I knew about Centerfolds. We're not supposed to know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but the song itself, aside from being one that we played in band, it's what a fun song. Another, it kind of tells a story, not a linear story, but it tells about how the guy has this girlfriend and then finds out that, oh no. she's He thinks she's Miss Goody Two-Shoes. So right. pure and white and then, oh mm -hmm. no, here she is in Playboy or wherever. They don't say what magazine is kind of implied. It's Playboy. And it's like, oh no, I, I, I don't want to think about her like that. She's so pure and chaste yeah. and everything. Thing and like, I'll think about her when her clothes are on. And stuff. <laughs> one of the best rhyming lyrics of all time, though, my blood runs cold. <laughs> Memories have just been sold. A centerfold. <laughs> I could just see like some desperate guy who she's probably not even really his girlfriend. He's just like an admirer from afar, and he's loading a pistol <laughs> as he's saying this to him. He's loading somewhere. a pistol. Did you say loading a pistol? He's going to go kill somebody. This got dark. Yeah, well, my whoa. blood runs cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Listen to the lyric. I'm telling you, this Ooh. guy's a psychopath. This is going to be darker for me the next time I hear it. I hadn't thought yeah, about it. It says old meaning now. It's, you know, it's like stings every breath you take. That guy's That's a, a fucking one. stalker. That's creepy. That's a stalker that is one. creepy. That is a stalker one. <laughs> So it all boils down to whether or not the, he does actually know the girl or just admiring her from afar. That, that kind of, that's the creepy I one. never hear her in the song. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, she's busy in a photo shoot. She ain't got time for that. Yeah. Come on. This thing's going at the mansion. We get to. <laughs> Have you been to the grotto? No time for singing. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. I'm in no shape for physical fitness. All you need is a shower. I need more than a shower. You still don't feel better? Try this though. It's Coast. Gee, Coast smells sensational. And it feels sensational. Look at all this leather. I do feel better. It'll be even easier next time. We've been running our way up the uh, number of weeks that these songs have been on the charts. You know, we just had one a second ago that was on there for six weeks, and all the ones in this list were six weeks or more. Ooh. So I'm going to get us started with, this is another six-week-long number one of the Billboard Hot 100. Man, it's hard to go wrong with anything by Survivor. Mm. But this was one featured mm -hmm. in Rocky II, uh -oh. Eye of the Damn Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, this song. 
Oh my goodness, this this is like one of those like it should have been on Top Gun. It's that kind of like I my my foot gets heavier on the accelerator when I hear Eye of the Tiger. It's got that grinding kind of that the driving baseline to it. That so part much. of that like baseline that, is mm. my favorite part in rock band. Just trying to keep yeah. that rhythm on the little rock band guitar. Oh, I love that. That was straight so to the top. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> after Rocky, you know, Rocky One had the great song, you know, the da, 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 you know, that whole fly now. Rocky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was amazing song. They had Rocky Two. I'm like, okay, they're gonna come out with like another like oh, motivational great song. And man, they knocked it out of the park with this one. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. Both of those Rocky films are so driven by those two theme songs. I mean, mm-hmm. Gonna mm-hmm. Fly Now is in every Rocky film, right? Yeah. Some yeah. version or another. But Eye of the Tiger really stepped a notch. It's one of those things that makes the sequel as good or better than the original. Mm-hmm. It does, and, and it's it's like a it's like one of those James Bond film themes, right? Because this is a song that was made to go with the movie. They didn't just like mm-hmm. pick it up and adopt yep. it. Right. And it tells the story. You know, rising up back on the street, <laughs> did my time. You know, you got the passion and the glory and the you know, oh, dreams of the past. Everything in here is just. I'm getting chills thinking about Rocky too because it's the, the plucky underdog who things didn't go great at the end of Rocky for him and he's trying right. to you know make good. Oh, such it's a, one of those songs that's so iconic that there are multiple documentaries and interviews with the guys who wrote and created and sang the song mm-hmm. out there that are so interesting to watch just to just to find out what was going on with them at the time mm-hmm. and what they were thinking about doing or not doing and stuff. And it, man, this song it just. If this isn't 80s for you, then you Mm -mm. you weren't listening to music. Man, I I will go on record as saying that this is a song that I will never skip. Unless I'm driving in the car with my wife, she cannot stand this song. (laughs) I'm still married despite that fact. I was going to say, when's the divorce? Jesus Christ. It will will come up if it ever becomes an issue. This will be a bullet point why it's happening. (laughs) Eye of the Tiger, right? And as long as you get a judge who was alive during the 80s, you win. Right? Yeah. He'll go, absolutely, granted. I totally understand. (laughs) I get it, dude. I I get get it, it, man. (laughs) Well, why don't you move us along? What do we got next? (laughs) All right. So this next one also, seven weeks on the charts, which actually kind of surprised me a little bit, (laughs) to be honest. Okay. But the song is Ebony and Ivory by Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. Ebony and Ivory. Okay, guys. Um, now, Paul McCartney <laughs> was doing a whole bunch of duets at the time. Doing Michael Jackson. He does. Yeah. And I love Paul McCartney. Yeah. I love Stevie Wonder. Uh, both those guys. This song is just so. Oh God, it's just so <laughs> pretentious, obnoxious. What are it's you like for? an oversweet cupcake that you yeah, want to eat. It's just so like. But then oh. as soon as you get done eating it, you're sick to your stomach and can't oh. eat anything else. That's what yeah. the song is to me. Well, and then there are three more verses to eat. Right. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> but the fact that I think that, you know, we got two powerhouses. I like got Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder doing a duet, which I think just, I think that pretty much drove the popularity of the song, honestly. Well, and then it, they did a Maybe video. not the popularity, but remember back then, songs were chosen to be number one by how much airtime they got right. oh, yeah, yeah. on the radio. 
radio. Yeah. And I guarantee that every radio station Everybody manager out there told it. his DJ, play the sh- this song forever and don't stop. And I'm sure that it had a lot to do with the names on the song as much as the song. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The, this, the pretentiousness keeps building. It's like, first you have these big, big hitter guys, and they're singing so soulfully all the time. And then they have these <laughs> huge horn sections. Boom, 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 boom. Look, look what a big deal we are. And then the just the, I feel it was always a forced metaphor, right? That you had a white guy and a black guy, ebony and ivory, the keys on a keyboard, living in harmony. It just felt so sacred. It's not even a forced metaphor. It's just it's just very obvious. I mean, it's yeah, not subtle yeah. at all. You know, the hit no, 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 no subtlety to it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but hey, it was seven weeks on the charts. I, you got to give it respect, I guess. You got to put it on yeah, the list. Still, yeah, yeah. it made the list, and you know, it's not the world's worst song in the world, but you know. Eh, but enough of that one. George, you got the honor of the next one. <laughs> we fought about who get to talk about this yeah, one. Yeah, we fought and fought. We fought <laughs> about this. No, we didn't have to fight because I called shotgun on this song as soon as hey, we got to the last segment. I, I'm, because called, I'm still calling bullshit on that. But anyway, hey, George got it. George got it. So what Next you time take you want to create the spreadsheet, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> he calls spreadsheet privilege. Yeah, That's yeah, right. You, you got it. You take us into this last song. And I will say that when I did the spreadsheet and it did the auto sort, I made sure that this one was the number one last the song top on the one. list yep. because it so deserves it of yeah. the list that we're talking about from 1982. Joan Jett and the Blackheart oh, seven that, weeks that at number one Say no more. I love rock and roll. And oh my god. <laughs> Okay, if there is another song that hits you more in the testicles on this list, I don't know what it would be. This song is unbelievably guttural and just emotional and strong and Joan Jett is the baddest bitch on the oh planet. I was so mm. I mean, her. <laughs> from the runaways till now in this song and then beyond it. I mean, even today, you can look mm-hmm. at some of her concerts today and she yeah. is still Joan oh, yeah. fucking Jett. You can tear apart the pieces that make it good. It's already good, but I mean, in the beginning you had the ticka 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 just drums mm-hmm. to get you into it and right away, not a clean guitar, you know, not no. a strummy guitar like Ebony and Ivory, right? We're talking. <laughs> it's that guttural, grindy, overmodulated. Which matched her oh, voice. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, mm. yeah. Yes. And then the lyrics of the song. I saw him standing there by the record machine. I'm going to make him mine. He must have yeah. been about 17. You know, yep. she's going after this dude. I always envisioned it had it's to be It's like in a bar. Break. The video yeah. was in a bar. <laughs> yeah. And she, the guy was standing over next to the jukebox. Although I love that they don't call it a jukebox because that doesn't sound guttural no. enough. That's not cool. The record right? machine is cool. Machine where she can grind the machine yeah. out. In it's it. a little more industrial. You know, yeah. and I'll put her up against any female artist of any era, oh. just about. I mean, truthfully, she. She is, I didn't even know what she looked like when I first heard the song, and I was already in love with her. Yeah. Just from mm-hmm. hearing the song when I was a kid, yep. I yep. loved it so much. You could put her up against any of your Nicki Minaj, Mariah Carey oh, no, bullshit no. that's going on today. <laughs> no. I don't I don't even know who's going She's today. like the leather and studs and the mm. jet black raven hair and, uh, and, yeah. and always wearing like these tight leather pants and shit. You are a rock and roll badass. You Holy just crap. expect her to be in handcuffs all the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
if I had a time machine to go back, I would go back and watch a live performance of this. Oh yeah, mm. that, this would yeah. be on my short list of things I would go do. And also, she just seemed like just like a real person. Like she didn't seem like the megastar kind of person. She seemed like very. Mm. She's one of the people, and she just sang to him, you know. And that well, was, and she got treated like such crap by all the record industry. Yeah. You know, that's well documented that oh, yeah. the original band plus this band, they all got treated horribly on the music rights and everything else. So she had an axe to grind, and you could sure. hear that in every mm-hmm. song that she did. And John, one other little nice addition to this, this did get a weird, weird Al parody. That's right. So <laughs> that makes it even twice as good as any other yep, song yep. on the list. And Rocky Road is my favorite ice cream, so it goes together so well. There you go. <laughs> and just to show you, like, you know, because he always gets permission before he does his parodies, right? Yep. And so that means she gave permission to do that, which also shows what an awesome person she is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, gosh. Yeah. It's just, so I'm just going to let this song linger for a second before we move on. with me, singing said it when we started this show this what a playlist i mean except for again there's a couple i might hit next on i might i might only listen to ebony and ivory one time but the rest of them i think i'm gonna play all the way yeah. through uh and, and momo in fact i think you said you're gonna put a like a spotify playlist in yeah, our show notes where people sure, want to sure. go and listen to all of them in their entirety without us rambling over top of them like we do in the <laughs> show here. Gets spotify commercials but that's about it oh uh, that's right yeah but you know these musical backtracks are always very popular like musical countdowns and things like that the only sad part about the billboard ones is we won't get the same flood of emails telling us we picked the wrong songs because <laughs> billboard picked them it wasn't us at all right right, <laughs> right. So we, it wasn't us we're not culpable we, yeah. billboard chose those you chose those when you were a kid yep i'm hoping though at least uh, people hearing these this music from that time it's gonna have to spark some memories uh, i'm you know, sure for sure oh, yeah it did for me it did yeah. for you know did for george was calling in george and diane yeah that's what i'd love to hear from the fourth listeners exactly yeah it doesn't have to be the the whole oh you guys screwed up by not putting this thing on the list or forgetting <laughs> that thing or george is wrong yeah. what i'd love to hear is the people's memories of these yeah. songs mm-hmm. you know yeah. what they were doing at the time they first heard the song for at sure their dance or their movie or whatever. I, that's what I'd love to hear. Watching Friday Night videos, seeing a new video with these songs. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, so if you have thoughts, if this sparks some memories, like Mo said, uh, please hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We love to hear from our fourth listeners, especially when it evokes some uh, fond memories. Wow, that is going to wrap it up for this fun musical backtrack. Looking at these uh, top hits from 1982. We're going to be back in two weeks with another backtrack, so uh, be sure you be here for that and a regular episode coming your way next Thursday. Uh, Until then, I'm John. George, thank you so much both for setting up the list and for being here. (laughs) Yes, sir. Mo, you know, I appreciate you. Always fun, man. Fourth listener, it's you, though we all appreciate most of all. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Hey, here's your ebony and ivory mode. Yeah, yeah, we know this one. It sounds it's like so a bad pretentious. band in a way. <laughs> It 
In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.